Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. Happy December 5th. Okay. Let that sink in for a second. It's time. It's it's go time with now just three weeks until Christmas. If you're the kind of person who still has a lot on your holiday to-do list, okay, yep, that's me. <laughs> now is the time because it is coming more quickly than I can even fathom. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope it was as good as Steph Curry hitting five full court one-handed shots in a row on camera. Did you all see that video? We haven't had a chance to post it or really talk about it. Blown away. Sunday night. It was posted by SI. If you have an opportunity, we'll get the the story behind the story coming up uh, later in this week. But yeah, pretty incredible. If you want something to wake you up and wow you on this Monday morning, Steph Curry. No joke. One-handed, full court, five in a row. Sometimes, I don't think he's from this planet. Hurry! (laughs) We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Oh, yeah, Curry is money. And you know what else is money? The Dallas Cowboys defense. Saving the best for last on Sunday Night Football against the visiting Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to talk about the major storylines in the NFL this week, 13 Sunday. Still have one more game to go that features the NFC South and really the nemesis for Tom Brady since he's been with The Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been the New Orleans Saints. So let's see what type of drama we can come up with on Monday Night Football to wrap week 13. I do have it on good authority that Peyton and Eli are back on Monday night. So I think they're going to keep me company while I work and decorate my Christmas tree, which is currently standing in a bucket of water in my living room while the branches settle. But man, it still smells real good. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or my Twitter, Radio. Who should be most morbid, mortified, morose, manic, even medicinal, although I don't recommend it, on Monday morning? We had to narrow down our poll to four options because that's what Twitter gives us. Elon Musk, can you get on that? But on Facebook, many of you are writing in your own candidates. And some of you are pointing to the loser on Sunday night. And so, again, take that poll. Who's the most mortified even miserable waking up on this Monday. For the Colts and the Cowboys, this was actually a two-point game in the third quarter. After a 90-yard drive by the Colts, Alec Pierce holds in the touchdown catch, and lo and behold, they're only down 21-19 in Arlington. But from that point on, you wouldn't have recognized the game. 
this was such a lopsided fourth quarter that it's one of the very rare fourth quarters in which this has ever happened, and it's the first time for the Cowboys in their franchise history. Here's the snap. Dak looking right, throws right side of the end zone. Gallup goes high. Did he make the catch? He did. Touchdown, Cowboys. Michael Gallup beating Isaiah Rogers for the three-yard touchdown catch. Ryan under center now stands up, puts his hands on either side of his helmet. Squats back down, hands under center, takes the snap. He's back on a play fake. Pressure coming. They dump it on the screen to the tight end, Mo Alley Cox. Along the right numbers to the 30, lost the football. Picked up by the Cowboys, racing back down the near sideline. Malik Hooker into the end zone. Touchdown, Dallas. Ryan in the gun, lifts his left leg, has the shotgun snap. Back to pass, looking right, has time, floats it for the right sideline. That one is intercepted. It's picked off by the Cowboys, and it's Deron Bland. Here's the snap, toss play to Pollard, running left, blockers in front, outside the numbers, 25, down to the 20, 15 to the 10, cuts right at the 5, dancing into the end zone, touchdown Cowboys. Tony Pollard may have just put this one away. A 30-yard touchdown run, and Dallas leads 40-19. to Two receivers to the right. Rush takes the shotgun snap. Handoff Davis again. Up the middle, across the 20. Cuts left 15. Down to the 10. Down to the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. Give one to Malik Davis, the rookie out of Florida. And the Cowboys have put up 53. They lead 53-19. Woo! 33 points. 33 unanswered points, 33 points in the fourth quarter alone, only the third time in NFL history a team has ever had that many points in the fourth quarter, and it's the first time ever for the Dallas Cowboys. Ryan Radke on Westwood One with those, well, rapid-fire touchdowns for Dallas. Why? Because the last 26 points, the last four touchdowns, all come off turnovers by Matt Ryan and the Colts. Four consecutive possessions with takeaways by the Dallas defense and then four straight Cowboys touchdowns, including a Malik Hooker fumble return for a score against his former team. I know it's the Colts. I get it. As Jeff Saturday said following the game, they don't make a coaching change unless it's really bad. And it's really bad. But Dallas does everything well in this game, specifically in that fourth quarter. 220 rushing yards, an efficient game for Dak Prescott, though he did have an early interception. Tony Pollard, two more touchdowns, and five takeaways by the Dallas defense. And if you're Dak Prescott, you are all about that defense shining. Honestly, they played a great game all game long, giving us opportunities when we, when we went three and out at times. Um, I throw an interception, they hold him to a field goal. Yeah, they, they played a hell of a game. Um, and just, uh, as you said, the turnovers, and we're able to build off of those in the, in, the, in the fourth quarter right there and take over the game. And that's kind of the recipe um, for us, for us honestly. When, when we we're able to get up a couple of scores, as, I, as I've said before, allow that D-line to hunt, uh, and they'll just create turnovers from that. And uh, you'll see a lot of points. And um, it, it was a fun night, fun fourth quarter. We believe every week we go in, uh, you know, we, we're dominant enough to be able to get teams, I mean, under 14 points, you know, as far as up two scores. So, we felt like once we get there, we just had to, you know, capitalize on it. We feel like that's what we've been lacking throughout this year. And today, you know, we, when we got up them two scores or whatever, we just pretty much built off. We started creating turnovers, sack fumbles, and everything. And that's how we want to be every week. You know, that was just the emphasis for us this week. Explosive. I mean, I, I think really, you know, the defense set the, set the tone, obviously, with the takeaways in the, in the run game and, you know, the backs. 
Um, just you know, like anything, it starts up front, and I, and I think our our perimeter players just continue to make plays. You know, throughout the game, we were able to break it open there in the fourth quarter. Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys now have three consecutive wins. They're nine and three. I love what they do at home with a crowd that size, with the Jerry's world behind them. They're six and one in their own building. And so, yeah, this is the prototype. It's the perfect formula. If you can get defense to offense the way that they did in the fourth quarter, well, then it's humongous. And you hear Malik Hooker, too, in there against his former team. This one had a little extra juice. As for Matt Ryan and the Colts, have they now hit rock bottom? I think anytime you lose, you know, it, it feels that way. It was a tough one. You know, I, I thought I thought we gave ourselves, like I said, I, I thought we gave ourselves a chance. We knew coming into it there was going to be some some ups, some downs. I mean, playing against good defense. But, um, yeah, it, it was, that was tough. And, uh, you know, we got this chance with, the, with a week off to kind of regroup, get our heads right, and, and finish strong. Not changing coaches in the middle of a season if it's not bad. So no, I, I knew what I was signing up for. Again, effort. Like I told those guys in there, man, the effort, the energy, the enthusiasm these guys are playing with, man, they are battling. I love that. Like you talk about a gut check. You talk about we don't quit. Uh, I, I appreciate those things. Ooh, when you're scraping together reasons to be happy about a painful loss, or you're looking for moral victories. You know it's bad. And for the Colts, it is bad. Now 4-8-1, and one, though maybe the Jeff Saturday friendship and long relationship with Jim Ursay will give him time next season. We shall see. But right now it's about the Dallas Cowboys, who keep pace with the Eagles. The Eagles move to 11-1 and one on the season. Cowboys now at 9-3. and three. Both those teams riding three-game win streaks. I cannot call it the NFC Beast on this Monday morning. It's my favorite new pet name for that division because the Giants and Commanders play to a tie. Ew. And it's even worse because the last seven possessions between the two teams, fourth quarter into overtime, all punts until the missed field goal by Graham Gano at the end. So there were plenty of opportunities for these two teams, but neither able to get it done. However, regardless of how the Giants feel or the Commanders feel, even how the Dolphins feel after seeing their five-game losing skid come to an end, I'm not sure, at least from my perspective, that it compares to how the Niners feel on this Monday morning. Yes, they got the win. And yes, their defense is still top-notch. If not the best in the league, then pretty damn close. And they're still first place in the NFC West. But Jimmy Garoppolo, with a broken foot, reportedly to have surgery on Monday and is out for the rest of the season. I hate it for him. I hate it for him. He worked so hard to get back to the point where he was healthy and the opportunity was finally there. Why? Because of a Trey Lance injury. But the team loves to play for him. He handled this whole situation with such class and professionalism. I don't know much about deserve. I'm not big into what we deserve as human beings. But... Jimmy Garoppolo worked hard to get healthy again, didn't complain, didn't make public statements on social or scrub his social or piss and moan about the Niners and how they were treating him. Nah, he's done none of that. And I loved seeing him out there on the field again. Unfortunately for him, he and the Niners had just, this report actually broke on Sunday, not sure if you saw it, he and the Niners had just 
begun discussions about the future. And there apparently was a mutual interest in him signing another contract to stay in San Francisco. And can you imagine if they had gotten back to the Super Bowl, maybe they put their Trey Lance dreams on hold for a bit. Now, it's hard to do when you got the number two pick and you traded up to get him. And I don't know how it would have worked. But Jimmy likes playing for San Francisco, and the team obviously loves him. But he ends up getting hurt. Now, Brock Purdy, the rookie, who was literally, I'm not making this up, the last pick in the spring draft, he comes in with a pair of first-half touchdowns. He does throw an interception, but he's able to lead the team to the win they need and then hand off to the defense. He leads them to the points that they need and hand off to the defense. The defense is able to slam the door, but obviously once they did that and got the win, this became a different locker room. Tyreek is out left, going to run a deep route. Tua going to step up. Oh, got hit from behind. The ball is out. It is picked up. Run back the other way by Dre Greenlaw. A scoop and score. Touchdown! San Francisco! Big play, Dre! Just hearing it, it was, it was pretty crushing. I mean, it's, we know what Jimmy's been through, how hard he's worked at this. You know, I, I got that news a little in the second quarter, um, so it was a little different for me, even just how happy we were with that game. That was a really cool game just as a team and all the stuff that went on throughout the game and just be able to co- overcome some things, and it was so, such a special win. I told the guys right after the game, and so I know that gave them some mixed emotions fast too, but um, it was a hell of a job by Brock coming in, stepping it up. He, he um, did a real good job today, and... We're going to be ready to do our best to overcome this. Just to think about it, kind of break my heart. You know, um, everything Jimmy's been through this offseason, not knowing he's coming back, and then um, just coming back and just making the best out of every opportunity you get. And then just, it kind of shocked me when he went down because, you know, um, Jimmy's a soldier. So um, he's fought through everything that came up possible. But uh, sadly, you know, um, season hinge injury. So, you know, just keep Jimmy in our press. You can hear the emotion in the voice of Debo Samuel. And he's not the only one. Nick Bosa was asked about the defense and whether or not they felt an extra uh, motivation to try to win this game and to slam the door on the Dolphins because of what happened to Jimmy. No doubt. Yeah. Whenever something like that happens, I feel awful for Jimmy. I'm not sure what it is, but um, whenever somebody like that goes down, Brock did an amazing job. Uh, I'm happy for him, but defense stepped up. Nick Bosa getting interviewed on the field by NFL Network before he gets into the locker room and then finds out the news that Garoppolo has the foot injury. And just as a side note, there was one, I think it was a Patriots fan. I guess I shouldn't assume that, but he was writing me from New England and said in response to the Jimmy News, injury prone. I don't think that's fair. In fact, it's it's wrong in this situation. How does Jimmy's past injury history have anything to do with the fact that he got rolled up and his ankle got twisted sideways, that his foot was broken on a sack? This wasn't Jimmy trying to pick up an extra half yard and stepping wrong and tearing his ACL, which happened a few years ago, remember? That was that was on him, kind of. I mean, he didn't know his ACL was going to give out, but he was trying to scramble for an extra yard, as opposed to just sliding and taking what he had. And he paid for it dearly. How is a sack that breaks his foot 
anything to do with Jimmy having multiple injuries in the past. That's ridiculous. The two things have nothing to do with each other. These types of injuries happen every single day in the NFL. And it sucks for Jimmy. It sucks that it's him. This is part of the equation. And so, yes, Brock Purdy, he comes in, he leads them, but rookie quarterbacks are a wild ride. We know this. It's good, though, that the defense is fierce and tough and has a lot of experience. But I say it changes everything for the Niners, which is why San Francisco and Miami, actually, are both in our Mortification Monday poll for different reasons. The Dolphins and those former Niners that were back in the Bay Area, they end up falling flat on their face. Four turnovers by the Dolphins and then two a sacked three times. It's hard to to win a game when, you know, when when you're not on your P's and Q's and you're, you know, you're, you're not dialed in. And so um, a, a lot of that has to do, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, just understanding what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do. As frustrating as it was, um, you know, I think that we are well equipped and we have the guys in the locker room um, that collectively will will take this um, piece of adversity and and get better from it, and that's the objective. So the Miami Dolphins fall to eight and four, and really not a performance that we expected or I expected from them. Uh, Tua's worst game in quite a while. It, they had played so well; they'd won five in a row since he returned from injury. Uh, and Tyreek Hill did have a big day, and they had some other guys who stepped up, uh, but they were unable to run the ball, even remotely run the ball. Eight carries, they completely gave up on running the ball at some point. And so Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, both former Niners, were stymied. And Mike McDaniel obviously losing uh, in in this game in which he's facing his mentor or his former mentor in Kyle Shanahan. So Dolphins remain a game back of the Bills in the AFC East. The Jets, we have not yet talked about. We will. They are at 7-5, and five, despite a lot of wasted opportunities against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and then the Patriots, of course, played on Thursday. They're at 6-6. Six and six. Straight ahead, the Bengals put another notch in their belt. That's the color of Kansas City. Uh, and we also have was a, a storyline that could be developing in the NFL, specifically the Wild Wild West. Good morning to you. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, or on our Facebook. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Page, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Jamar Chase is in the backfield next to Burrow. Burrow wants to throw, short Big. pass, caught at the five. Boom. Chris Evans into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. Cincinnati takes the lead with 8.54 to go. I'll tell you what, just a great, they got to the line of scrimmage quickly. They went no huddle, up tempo, got to the line of scrimmage before Kansas City could collect their thoughts. And uh, outstanding protection once again. Big win. You know, it's great to, you know, another game like last week where, you know, we probably left some points on the field and we just find a way to win at the end. So that's uh, it's always great. A lot to get better at. Uh, long season ahead still. We've got five more games to the playoffs, so got to keep this train rolling. Hits, misses, and messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one Joe Burrow, who orchestrates a third straight victory against the Kansas City Chiefs and all of them coming in the 2022 calendar year. Of course, the most recent one before Sunday was the AFC Championship last season. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Burrow, six of seven on that go-ahead drive in the fourth quarter, and it comes after a Travis Kelsey fumble. He was fit to be tied. He was angry at himself. Very unlike Travis, who's rumbling and, and trying to force his way forward to pick up an extra yard or two, and Jermaine Pratt comes in and just wrenches the ball away. It's recovered by Cincinnati, which leads to then the go-ahead score that you hear with Dan Horton and Dave Lapham on Bengals Radio. Now, it wasn't the last time they would have the ball. They actually uh, took advantage of a missed field goal by, by Kansas City and Harrison Butker from 55 yards. Then the Bengals are able to get three first downs in their final possession and run out the clock, which is just as important because you do not want Patrick Mahomes back there on the field. So for Mahomes, not having the ball in his hands at the end, that's tough. But what else did the Bengals do well? They just have a well-put-together team. I mean, you saw the offense, even though it's kind of like has the playmakers, but they'll take their time and, and kind of u- utilize the clock. Um, they, uh, their defense does a lot of different, they change up a lot of different coverages. Uh, they do a good job. They try to take Travis away as, as best as possible. That's why you saw other guys making catches. Um, and I mean, I feel like we executed at a high level, uh, except for the one three and out drive. Um, but, uh, it wasn't high enough because we didn't win. So we just got to go back and look at the film, um, and just, uh, try to get better from this game. A hard fought game. The Bengals did a nice job coming down the stretch. We, you know, 
you, you know, you can't turn the ball over against a good team, and you surely can't miss a field goal. Um, but there was a lot of things in between that that we could have done better, and so we'll go back and we'll work on it and make sure that we we learn from it and and uh, and try to become a better team. The voices of both Mahomes and Andy Reid. So they fall back to nine and three and now are tied in terms of record with the Buffalo Bills. But Bills have the tie break if we're talking about the top seed in the conference because they beat the Chiefs head to head earlier this season. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio looking at the AFC West. We had another battle between two teams in division, even as the Chiefs were uh, in Cincinnati and the Broncos were in Baltimore. The Chargers and the Raiders were playing at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Why does this matter? Well, because the Raiders and the Chargers are on the cusp of being playoff relevant. Okay, so... At this point, they've got teams ahead of them. They would have work to do, but they're not completely out of the picture. I know that sounds crazy about the Raiders, but they're not. (laughs) Did not start off the right way, though. Bryce Callahan with a pick six off Derek Carr in the first quarter of this one in Vegas. Though Josh Jacobs, while he didn't go for 303 yards from scrimmage in this one, is able uh, to do the 20-yard touchdown and a field goal. So they're tied in the first half and kind of starting over again. Then it's Austin Eckler's turn to turn the ball over. And after his fumble, we get to see the first of Devontae Adams' big moments. Jacobs to the left of Carr and the shotgun. Snap. Back to pass. Walking left. Lofting left. To the end zone. Adams grabs it falling down. Touchdown Devontae Adams. He was on his backside and the ball landed in his lap. One play. One touchdown. Helps to be in the right place at the right time. And Devontae Adams certainly fights and scratches and claws for position. Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio. So that comes after an Austin Eckler fumble. And then the Chargers have a missed field goal. This feels a lot like the Chargers of old. They give the Raiders a short field. And okay, there's the besties again. Josh Jacobs, 74 yards on 13 carries. And he gets it again. Pitches it back to Derek Carr. Looking downfield for Devontae Adams. It's straight at the five. Touchdown, Raiders. And that's even more glorious. That's even more glorious. When you can throw a flea flicker in there, catch the defense completely off guard, and Devontae Adams runs behind the Chargers defense. All right, Devontae. Eight catches, 177 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. And this is crazy. But Las Vegas defense actually slams the door on the last couple Chargers possessions, uh, and they're able to preserve this win. It's a one-score win, but is the third in the row for the Vegas Raiders. And I'm telling you, it's not that far-fetched to see them putting a run together. Wow. And making themselves part of the AFC playoff conversation. The offense, you know, again, didn't start how we wanted to, but I think we eventually figured out how to run it um, and then, you know, made some chunk plays certainly in the passing game that helped us. So football season after Thanksgiving, and I think our guys are kind of starting to figure some things out here. Um, Still got a long way to go, a lot to learn, but, um, you know, I think think we've made some strides. The character was on full display today, um, you know, and watching, you know, watching our guys bounce back. I mean, we turned it over again twice, 
um, why or the reason it doesn't matter. I mean, we, it's what we did, and we just make it hard on ourselves, you know. Um, and then seeing everybody bounce back and keep believing, keep playing, and um, defense was playing great for us, uh, keep them, uh, you know, off the scoreboard and all that. So, you know, it was good seeing both sides of the ball helping each other and playing that way, and the, the, the energy on the sideline was unbelievable. Just the confidence, the juice, the, the unwavering belief in ourselves that, that we, you know, we can play. And we show it every week. We just show it in bunches. So for us, it's just about being consistent as possible and going out there, putting the same result on, on tape every time. And, um, you know, if our defense go out there and play like that, it keeps, up, keeps our mind in it too, make it a little easier. We don't have to scramble when we have a slow start like that. Devontae Adams, been such a huge pickup. And he wanted to play for the Raiders. He gets his chance. Well, could they potentially continue climbing in the AFC West? They just got a big victory over the Chargers, who fall to 6-6. Six and six. And what you hear from Josh McDaniels, from Devontae, from Derek Carr, even Josh Jacobs, is that everyone is, is still on the same page. And this locker room is 100% together. You can see the guys, you know what I'm saying, uh, the, the belief in, you know, uh, what coaches is what coaches saying, uh, the belief in each other, um, and nobody blinked. So it's, it's fun when you play games like that. Don't blink, baby. Don't blink. Yeah, for him, uh, the franchise record 303 yards from scrimmage last week. So th- they didn't need all those gaudy numbers from Josh Jacobs in week 13, but the win is nice, as I say, three in a row. And so right now you've got them just a game back of the Chargers in the AFC West. Speaking of don't blink, those Chargers are feeling it because they had their own opportunities that they wasted. It's unfortunate that we, we didn't make enough plays today. Uh, it kind of got off to a start, slow start. Um, you know, I, I thought the defense did a great job of getting stops all, all day. Um, you know, they got a couple turnovers that was big for us, and uh, unfortunately couldn't capitalize on those. It's never easy going up against a, a front seven like that. They're very talented. They're very, um, you know, very well coached on that side of the ball, and um, it was a, a tough day for us. Just to move on, uh, you know, thinking and worrying about this one isn't going to help us with the next one. So uh, we got to watch the film, get better from it, and move on to the next one. So for the Chargers now, if you're thinking about schedule moving forward, they have the Dolphins coming up next weekend, then the Titans. <laughs> Two playoff teams right there. They get a brief reprieve when they're on the road at Indianapolis, though you know that the Colts will fight hard. They finish with the Rams and on the road in Denver, which the Broncos may have nothing left to play for except for spoiler, but they do love to welcome in other AFC West teams. The fans uh, create quite the atmosphere there in Denver. So the Chargers have not made this road easy for themselves. Do they ever? No, they do not. <laughs> but the AFC is it is wide open in terms of the seeds. Mentioned earlier, you've got two teams that are not in three, but what did I say? Th- four of them that are eight and four, three or four of them that are eight and four. And so it's 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 a race not just for the top seed, but for position. Uh, And I think this is interesting, too. You look at some of the divisions that are loaded up now, so the AFC East, the NFC East, um, even the AFC North. And you're talking about some very good teams that could be on the road in wildcard weekend, right? They could be on the road for the first game of the playoffs. Think about it. If the Cowboys don't catch the Eagles, they could be on the road to start the postseason. If the Bengals and or Ravens don't end up winning the AFC North, that team would be on the road to start the postseason as well. If the Dolphins don't win the East Division, it could be the same scenario. 
And it's crazy to be talking about, but we're in December, which means, of course, you have to think about the postseason. If you missed my conversation with Calvin Watkins from AT&T Stadium in Arlington following Sunday Night Football, the latest intel on Odell Beckham Jr., uh, and, and that's because he will be meeting with the Cowboys today. Uh, Calvin lets us in on what the, the team has planned for him. Also, the running back room, which right now is really interesting to me. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and of course that defense. It's tough to describe uh, the heroics of that defense on Sunday night. So find our podcast always on Twitter and Facebook. It's AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com if you want the direct web address. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Golf up under center. Jamal Williams, the single back. Golf takes, takes the give to Williams, sets in the pocket, looks quarter of the end zone, throws, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, St. Brown. Third and goal from inside the one. Goff takes everybody to the line. Third and goal. Goff takes the snap, turns, gives it to Swift, running right, spins out of one tackle, trying to get to the edge, works his way, dives. Did he get in? Yes, sir! Goff up under center, turns, fakes the give to Swift, throws, end zone wide open. Amara St. Brown. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Man, our guys played hard. Uh, we said going into this game, uh, the bigs did a good job, but really we felt like our skill guys had to show up. Uh, that was the key, our receivers and our DBs. We knew it was that type of game, and uh, boy, they did. All the way across the board, our, our skill played uh, top-notch today. It's a football-feeding frenzy. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Speaking of feeding frenzy, what in the world is happening with these Lions? Wow. Detroit? exploding offensively against Jacksonville. And this one taking place at home, even. They're already ahead 23-6 at the half. Jamal Williams with his 14th rushing touchdown of the season, which leads the NFL. And Detroit scores on all five of its first half possessions. Wait, who are you and what have you done with the Lions? Actually, we knew they had a great offense. We know they can't always preserve wins. Until recently, as you hear from Dan Campbell. Three more second-half scoring drives. And Amon Ross St. Brown has his second touchdown catch from Jared Goff, Dan Miller on Lions Radio. So Jared Goff with a huge game. I know he's everyone's NFL punching bag. 340 yards and a couple of scores. It was clean pockets all day long and, and guys were getting open and we knew what kind of game it was going to be. The coverages they play, uh, they get so much depth typically. Um, it was going to be the underneath passing game and when our shots were there, we were going to take them. But for the most part, it was just going to be completions, completions, and, and that's what we did. Try these numbers on for size. Four for four in the red zone for the Lions. Eight of 12 on third down and almost 14 more minutes with the football than the Jacksonville Jaguars, who obviously feel like they are going the wrong way, especially coming off of last week's big victory. It's just embarrassing, honestly, um, what we put out there and such a big game for us and just, I mean, that's the word to describe as embarrassing. Everybody in that locker room feels that way too, just to... You know, how, I mean, this is a playoff game for us, and we go, we go out there and lay down. Jaguars, four of eight now on the season. Meanwhile, the Lions have won four of five. And I say that we start the segment with them because they've got the same record now as the Raiders. 
There's still plenty of real estate left in this NFL season. Who says we can't get flexed? Exactly. Just watch out. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. While we're talking about the NFC North, and I got to get to the rest of the teams here, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the New York Jets. So this was the second game with one Mike White as the starting QB. All the rage, the media darling, a week ago. <laughs> you heard the name Mike White everywhere you turned on NFL shows, but it was the Vikings building a 20 to 6 lead at home. White has an interception on the opening drive. Dalvin Cook gets into the end zone. Alexander Madison does too with some weird teeny celebration that featured him fake tearing his hamstring. I asked someone to explain it to me. I don't really get it, but apparently it's some kind of a, a trend. N- New York is only managing field goals in this game, but the Jets' D starts to clamp down. They give up very little to begin the second half, and that's where the field goals cut into that Vikings league because the Vikings' offense is relatively static in that second half. Though I like when they started to pick up the pace. This is what impressed me about the Vikings. They changed their identity. They changed who they were in that second half. And they're able to come back with a quick drive. How about this? Four consecutive first downs. That's Kirk Cousins and his offensive weapons. Four consecutive first downs to get into the red zone. And it's Justin Jefferson with the touchdown that puts them up by 12. But finally, New York is able to respond. And I think people were so excited. This could be Mike White's crowning moment. Bam Knight, the lone setback. Mike White under center. Takes the snap. Quarterback sneak. Gets a push. Gets extra pushes. Running left. Did they stop him? The Vikings stacked the right side. He's short. After review, the ball broke the plane of the end zone. In runner's possession. And it's a touchdown. He's put 6.45 on the game clock. So finally, the Jets are able to get the ball over the goal line. No thanks to the officials Oh, as review. And that Jet challenge successful. And we've got a football game again with 6.45 to go in the fourth quarter. That's Bob with shoes in on Jets radio. So, yes, it was one of those games that was hanging in the balance. And there were multiple opportunities for the New York Jets after they got into the end zone on the white rushing touchdown. So now it becomes about that Vikings defense. White takes the snap, looks left, fires to the center, and incomplete. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's incomplete to Braxton Berrios and the Minnesota Vikings with a goal line stand. This time it'll be official. Have turned over the New York Jets on downs. 
Fourth and ten from the Vikings 19. Minnesota leads by five. Zadarius Smith comes flying up the center. Mike White hit as he throws. Throws to the goal strike and it's intercepted by Cam Bynum. And that is your ball game. Cam Bynum with the second interception for him this season. Second today for Mike White. Why wouldn't it come down to the wire? Why wouldn't it be a spine jingler? Why wouldn't Mike White be throwing into the end zone trying to win the game? That's 2022 Minnesota Vikings football. Mainly all the big plays were in breaking plays, so I knew if I show inside a little, as soon as the quarterback's eyes come to number one, running that dig, I was going to be mine. So I just thank God to be able to come, with, come up with in the clutch. How about that, Cam Bynum, uh, using all the information he had gathered, a little intel there, and sneaky on that last interception, which was in the red zone with 16 seconds to go. Paul Allen with the humor on Vikings radio. And how about this? As much as the Jets had opportunities, they were one for six in the red zone. One for six. At the end of the day, it was just missed opportunities all over the place on uh, in the first half that we felt like if we could just play a little bit more efficient, we'll start moving the ball, we'll get our stops, and and we can make it a game. We just we couldn't score in the red zone. Had an opportunity with Braxton on one of them. Um, just give them credit. Yeah, give them credit. We had a penalty on, on one goal, uh, goal just a, a bad penalty that the, uh, knocked us out of it, which led to a field goal, too, and I think it was the first drive of the uh, second half. So there's just a lot of uh, uh, things by them and things that we could have done better also. Just proud of our team. Um, a ton of things that I could do better, uh, play, players and coaches. There's a lot for us to go back and uh, take a look at and, and continue our quest to play our, our best football here as uh, December gets rolling and uh, on hopefully into January. It's just a, a mantra I've kind of lived by my whole pro football career that started with Mike Shanahan. Um, he would always say, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do. Oh. And I think I may have said it here before with you guys, but um, I believe strongly in that and, and this uh, – pro football journey uh you just have to live that again and again tough times don't last tough people do and i felt like uh, this game you know in a way was a little bit of microcosm of that kevin o'connell and then kirk cousins tough times don't last tough people do i guess that means we're tough people here on after hours and yes the vikings finished the win but it's never easy 10 and 2 now and they do not clinch the nfc north because of the lions win though they come very close that brings us to one last game i love it when we get to do this this was also inside the nfc north and the packers have become christian watson's team rogers in the shotgun dylan to his left third down snap rogers looking left Waiting, scrambles right, throws, end zone, Watson, touchdown, right corner of the end zone, Christian Watson, a huge play for the Packers, and they're right back in it, trailing 16-9. Rodgers under center, single back offense, motion by Watson to the left side, give to Christian Watson, around the left end, he goes, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, he leaps into the end zone for the dagger, touchdown. Christian Watson, the rookie, delivers the dagger. His second rushing touchdown of the season. Speed. 46 yards. He's playing really, really well. He's catching the ball um, all the time now. The, I wouldn't <laughs> say the technique has really changed a whole lot. But all the time. <laughs> as a former receiver used to say, with an odd catching style, results. He's made a lot of a lot of catches. He hadn't dropped anything, so that's been good. 
I love that Aaron Rodgers does not refer to that very first play from scrimmage to start the season. Yeah, how about this closer by the Packers? 18 points in the fourth quarter. Not quite Dallas Cowboys, but pretty darn close as the Packers beat the Bears. And yes, Aaron Rodgers still loves taking on Chicago. The win against the Bears is always a little more special. <laughs> there was other things involved. Uh, all-time win total was cool. Another fourth quarter comeback. Um, I told the guys in the locker room, you know, we've, we've been able, we've played good enough to beat anybody in the league and at times played poor enough to lose just about anybody. So Rodgers sparks three fourth quarter scoring drives. Christian Watson, as I say, is now the star in Green Bay. That 46-yard end around for the score with Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. And then Justin Fields gets picked off at the end to seal this one. Packers are 5-8. and eight. They're still on the outside looking in. However, the win has got to feel good. I just love the Christian Watson wrinkle. That does it. That's it. That's all I got for you. Have a great Monday. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.